Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, and back with me this week is Russ Higgins. And Russ is a commercial ag educator uh, for the University of Illinois Extension Service. Hello, uh, Russ. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, we cover, uh, Russ covers, I should say, uh, most of northern Illinois at this point and goes wherever else he is requested or needed. And, and while last week we talked about um, kind of what happened with the crops in 2017 and we hit livestock a little bit, Russ, I forgot to ask you last week, um, you know, I mentioned corn and beans are out of the ground, but a crop that's certainly out there in, in theoretically in good shape is our winter wheat crop. What has uh, happened with all the cold weather in that regard? So we're fortunate here in northern Illinois. We've got uh, not a great amount, but a little bit of snow cover. And that snow cover provides a little bit of insulation uh, for the winter wheat crop. Uh, we've had a small amount of resurgence in the winter wheat acres, especially in northern Illinois. Uh, so I, would, uh, I think we're faring it well. We had the chance to get some good vegetative growth uh, before this cold weather really settled in. So I'm, I'm confident that once the snow goes away and we get back up to 50 degrees, I think we'll get the chance very quickly to see some green fields. Well, that, would, that would be good and it would be great to have another uh, kind of record-breaking crop for yield and that would be coming next year out of, our, out of this year's winter wheat. That's a good thing. Um, we left off last week and uh, great information on uh, crops and, and livestock and, and I wanted to kind of continue that this week and again just kind of given the weather and the way the season was uh, I know farmers do a, would like to do a fair amount of fall tillage and maybe that uh, combined with some uh, uh, fall uh, fertilizer applications did, did that go as thought it should or as scheduled? How would we fare there? The harvest this year seemed to be, to many, an extended affair. It uh, it started really um, very very little started before the first of October, uh, and then really went full swing about the second week of October. I would say, Richard, this year, uh, much more than any year in the recent past, uh, we still had a fair amount of corn uh, out in the field, uh, even at Thanksgiving and. While for those of our listeners who may remember farming 15 or 20 years ago, that wasn't that unusual then. It, it certainly has been in recent history. So um, there was a fair amount of, of crops that were still coming out as we ended November. But then we had that week of just unseasonable, uh, very good weather uh, that followed Thanksgiving. Um, and almost almost all applications that were intended to be done, I think I think they were finished up. We had quite a bit of fall nitrogen go on. For those who chose to do fall tillage, uh, they did so. Uh, we do have a fair amount of ground that's unworked, and we've had a little bit of a resurgence in our no-till soybean acres, and those who are looking at strip-till in corn as well. So we really ended the season in pretty good shape. As far as fertilizer, uh, despite some low commodity prices, I think farmers were buoyed a little bit by the high yields. And as such, they uh, went ahead and, and put quite a bit of dry fertilizer uh, down as a fall application, uh, getting ready for 2018. 
Well, good. Sounds like things are well underway. And uh, as is, as I said in, in the show earlier, uh, uh, I think crop management uh, has uh, leapt up in terms of uh, uh, our ability to do the right things at the right time. And it sounds like uh, we're we're right in line again and getting ready for uh, here for uh, crops going in in, in 2018. Um, why we're on this uh, topic of uh, fall tillage and any fall fertilizer applications that might have happened, um, I wanted to, uh, I guess, get your uh, words on a more recent uh, um, concern or situation we've had with the, uh, um, and you need to use the right words here for me, but uh, you know we've had to go around and get uh, this what they're calling dicamba. Uh, training for uh, it's and there's a special one I guess uh, for use on uh, genetically modified uh, crops and um, I'd like to kind of learn more and I'm sure so would the listeners. So this Richard was without a doubt the largest issue in the 2017 growing season at least in Illinois. In 2017 for the first time farmers who planted dicamba-tolerant soybean uh, could actually apply the labeled dicamba products on those fields for weed control. Dicamba is an old product. It's been around for 50 years. It's a growth regulator. It's in the same family as 2,4-D. It does a great job on most broadleafs, but it does have the issue that we've known about for years that it can drift and it can also vapor drift under the correct conditions. We'd come up with new formulations. We thought there wouldn't be a big issue, but sadly in Illinois and a number of other states, there actually were. There were over 200 complaints in the state of Illinois, and as such, the US EPA has made dicamba a restricted-use pesticide. So any farmer who plans on purchasing the products labeled for corn, I'm sorry, for soybean uh, and for cotton, which we don't grow in Illinois. Uh, those products are now restricted use pesticides, so they have to have a license. Further, if they're going to do the application, they have to attend a dicamba training in Illinois session, which are taking place all across the state these winter months. So it's, it's a big issue. We're trying to get on top of it. I think the success that we have or don't have in 2018 is going to dictate whether we're going to get to use this product in 2019. So hopefully complaints will uh, decrease substantially in 2018 and uh, we'll have that uh, product as one of our management tools, so to speak, in, 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 in 2019. So that sounds pretty good. Um, Russ, as always, it's good to hear all these things going on in agriculture, and we're about out of time for this week's show. So we'll sign off, and I'll uh, grab you again next week, and we'll get through uh, one more uh, session to update listeners on what's going on in uh, Illinois agriculture. This has been Richard Henschel with Russ Higgins, University of Illinois Extension. Uh, educators, and uh, we'll be back again next week.